Thank you for tuning in to the Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast, where our mission is to help you change your behavioral decisions by improving your financial literacy. If you want to live a more fulfilling life and get on track towards your long-term financial goals, it requires changing behaviors, developing a plan, and prioritizing your financial decisions. Now to your host and certified personal finance consultant, Richard Maricut. Hello and thank you for joining me today for episode six. I am your host, Richard Maricut, where my goal is to help you change your behavioral decisions by improving your financial literacy. For today's episode, I will be reviewing um, crazy common reasons why why people don't save money. Um, this is as described by an article written by the Frugal Genie. Um, but before we begin, um, just a reminder, I am not a financial advisor. Uh, this podcast is for informational use only. Um, always seek out your own financial uh, advisor for investment advice based on your personal situation. So let's get into some of these reasons. Um, the first is declining mental health, right? So mental health, um, especially in the last few years, has uh, been you know a topic that has come around in, in many avenues. Uh, mental health issues usually comes with uh, stresses from things such as uh, work, school, uh, family, or, or even personal problems, right? You know, some people are probably more genetically predisposed to suffer from mental health uh, conflicts, and that also can uh, be an impact on your financial situation, especially if someone has a huge amount of debt that is continuing to pile up. Um, declining mental health can uh, often cause poor decision making, including poor money management. You know, some people cope with declining mental health by spending more money on things such as drinking, gambling, drugs, etc., to feel much better, right? Or, or just their way of coping. You know, so mental health issues can prevent someone from making sound financial decisions. Um, you know, fixing something like this starts with identifying the cause of the problem. Um, one way to get out of this hole is to understand your own behavior, um, especially in your spending habits. Okay, um, identify your bad spending behaviors such as when you when when you go out for drinks when you're stressed or uh, maybe you you binge eat to cope with burnout you know again reflect on your patterns and you'll typically find where that root causes if you cut out those habits you'll find that you'll actually start um, setting more money aside uh, second on the list is having a drop in income um, a drop in income is one of those um, usual reasons why the people who cannot save anymore um, or are now not more inclined to save um, because of a uh, recent drop in income. I mean, it can be a paralyzing moment, right? When your finances, um, especially if you've been going on for years with a certain uh, stream of income and all of a sudden, um, it reduces or completely goes away, right? So now you're forced to abruptly change your uh, expenses or cut out expenses. 
And, uh, you know, this could be even worse if you have a family and or children. You know, a common question um, around this is, you know, how could anyone save when there's nothing left after paying the bills? Right. Um, that, that's that's a question that I often get when I speak with individuals about uh, starting um, budgeting or investing is that they feel like there isn't anything left to invest after they pay their bills. You know, keep in mind, your finances will have a better state if you always have savings as part of your monthly budget. So first thing you can do is cut out the expenses that you don't really need, right? Um, So, and this is probably one of the hardest things, but when you think about um, how much money you spend on eating out or dining out or going out to the bar or hanging out with friends. Um, if you were to probably pull up those receipts and count that up for a month, uh, that's typically where the money to save and or invest is, is hidden. Um, so again, it's, it's about budgeting, cutting down some of those things that you don't need. Another thing you can do to offset that. So if you, if you feel like you've cut down, um, on those extra things. The other thing you can do is find ways to increase income or increase sources of income. So again, it could either be things to improve your current income source. So if you're working a nine to five job, it's about, you know, maybe seeing if you're eligible for a raise based on your performance, um, seeking uh, growth opportunities within your company, or looking for ways that you can generate income outside of your core job. I mean, now you can, there's, you know, a lot of different websites that you can find things that you can do on your own. Um, You know, a couple of my examples have been, you know, weekend uh, garage flips where, you know, I go and purchase some things from garage sales, um, thrift stores and, refinish, refurbish and resell them. And, uh, you know, you, you end up making a little bit of side money there that you, again, you can either put towards uh, paying down debt or putting money for investment and or saving. What's important is that you have to include savings as one of your priorities or else, um, it will always feel that you don't have any money left. Third on the list is delayed gratification. Um, so there was a, uh, study done by, um, it's called the, the, the marshmallow study by Stanford, where at that time it was a groundbreaking psychological experiment, uh, that occurred in the think 1960s, 1970s. And this experiment involved, uh, children between the age of three and six of equal genders. The children were told that they can eat one marshmallow now or wait and get two marshmallows later. Basically, um, one treat now or two treats when the, when the experimenter returns back into the room, all the children, um, would receive marshmallows either way. So that wasn't the question. It was who would able, who would be able to wait 15 minutes before, um, for the experiment before getting the second marshmallow, right? Or being unsupervised. So some children consumed the marshmallow the moment the experimenter left the room, right? Uh, so as soon as the experimenter walked out, 
kid couldn't wait, automatically ate the marshmallow. Um, some, some children were observed bouncing around. They were struggling a little bit um, and then eventually still did succumb to eating the marshmallow. And finally, there were some who were able to wait the entire time and get the second marshmallow. The children who were able to delay gratification uh, through this study ended up having better life outcomes. So when it comes to finances, uh, it seems like society has taught us to only be gratified when we get things now instead of later. And that's why it has to be intentional if you want to prepare yourself for the future. Number four, um, or fourth on the list, is accumulating high interest debt. Um, so having debt is not necessarily a bad thing as long as you know the right time to borrow and to pay, and you're able to pay the money back. Okay, debt can sometimes be good for building wealth, especially if um, it's properly done, um, such as a mortgage. Right, good credit is is always a must as it makes lenders easier and safer uh, it makes them feel easier and safer for you for them to lend you money okay so that's why credit score and credit in general is important but while debt is uh, fitting for some situations a lot of people end up with high interest debt so for example credit card loans they tend to snowball against you when you can't keep up with the payments suddenly the interest rate starts to balloon and before you know it you suddenly owe more money um, that becomes double what the original debt was, right? I mean, we have upcoming holiday, Christmas. Um, people tend to charge um, because, you know, we didn't um, hold ourselves accountable to saving throughout the year for Christmas, so we end up charging. We feel obligated to buy gifts for everyone, and the credit card is an easy way to purchase things now and with the thought of I'll pay it later. And then what happens is you, you don't pay the amount that you thought you could. And then you start off with a higher amount. And then before you know it, you're making minimum payments. And then those minimum payments end up taking year a year or years to pay back. And if you happen to miss a payment, there goes your interest rate. Sometimes will double. And before you know it, you're paying you know, for Christmas. Uh, that happened three years ago. Okay. So, you know, one, one, one question I would, you know, just ask you to think through is, you know, when it comes to your own credit, when it comes to your own interest, uh, do you know what your current interest rates are on all of your outstanding debt, whether it's your house, whether it's your car, whether it's credit cards, school loans, do you know what your interest rate is? Um, have you totaled up how much more extra you'll be paying, assuming you're just paying the minimum payments? off of that original charge, right? Um, you know, I challenge you to do that exercise and see what that math shows you. You'll probably be very surprised to see how much more you're paying for an item or items based on your original purchase price when you incorporate that high interest rate. Next is um, learned helplessness. So when you... Um, when your situation looks bad, and, and I know we've all been there, it's it's much easier to give up on hope than to look for another solution. Learned helplessness is a similar state where people attribute negative consequences to an internal characteristic that is perceived as stable. Okay, so for example, 
someone who has problems saving money associates that problem with something like this is just who I am. Okay. Then they will have a much more difficult time breaking that cycle. The individual who does not believe that they have any control over their situation do not direct themselves towards a solution-based mindset. Okay. It's almost like the, I give up mindset, right? Um, they would rather respond as, you know, this is just my situation as opposed to either getting help, seeking professional advice, um, in, in order to structure their, uh, their lifestyle to get them out of that hole. And this is probably why personal finance mistakes such as properly battling credit card debt or improving your credit score is so embarrassing. Um, it's easier to give up on something than to fight it, you know, and I, and I think that's where, you know, this, the circle of friends or family that you associate with, how often do you find yourself talking about finances and money, right? Probably not a lot. I mean, even based on my own experience, it wasn't until the last few years where it became an intentional conversation um, and, and I think COVID had a lot to do with it where people were looking to generate additional money because maybe their primary job was impacted. And so all of a sudden people were almost forced to try to find other means to generate money. Um, but prior to that, I will just tell you that, you know, talking about financing credit and credit score and even financial goals isn't typically a common conversation that people like to have. Um, mainly because they don't want to come across as the one that is not in a better situation. Well, the reality is, is probably most of your circle is not in a good financial situation either. They just want to project that they are. Okay. You know, at the end of the day, it, each individual has to be accountable for their own situation. So whether they uh, show a different lifestyle on social media or not, at the end of the day, you know what, what your personal financial situation is and whether or not you need to work on it um, or you're, you've already changed your behaviors to improve, right? All right, um, number eight. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, the sixth one, I should say, on the list. Uh, this one is higher income later. So a higher income later mindset. Um, the, the higher income means that you can afford to save money at a later time. Um, this tends to be one of the main excuses and probably the worst offender on the list um, because it rarely works out. Putting off, putting off things uh, until a later time rarely works to anyone's advantage. And the reason is because so many other things end up happening between now and that later that the cycle of waiting until later just gets pushed out further and further. I mean, at the end of the day, who really knows what the future will be, right? Um, later is always the perfect excuse and it's starting to become, um, you know, one of, one of my most disliked words because um, that basically makes you feel like you have a, a way of getting out of confronting what the situation is. You know, referencing back to the sensitive um, areas that we talked about earlier in the in the show, I believe many people who have problems holding on to money um, is because that you know they they haven't been taught um, about the ways to do it. 
right? And or they're not currently speaking uh, and talking with their friends, family about how to do it. And so it's easier just to deflect that. And then the last one on the list, um, this is a popular one, the YOLO mentality. You know, you only live once mentality can be the perfect excuse, you know, similar to the one that waiting for later. But the difference with the YOLO mentality or you only live once mentality is that um, not only is it a top reason why, why so many people go into debt, you know, we've become a society where materialistic things can cause us to spend on things that we really don't need, things that are, you know, beyond our means. And at the same time, we're racking up debt um, in order to say we're living our best life, right? Uh, this is also known as lifestyle creep. Lifestyle creep occurs when, when an individual's standard of living improves as their the discretionary, discretionary income rises, where former luxuries now become new necessities. So I, I know I've been guilty of this most of my career. Um, you know, every time you get a raise, you see that extra difference in your paycheck. Now that extra difference in your paycheck means you go out an additional day a week or additional day or weekend a month because you're, you're spending it, right? Or you're now saying, well, I got a raise. I can now afford this, whether it's getting a new car when you really didn't need one, um, purchasing a bigger house when you really didn't need one, right? So wh whatever it is, um, that is a result of a recent increase in income, pay attention to that behavior, right? So next time you come into some additional money, whether it's a pay raise or you, you hustled some things on a side, a side business, what, whatever, whatever your first reaction is when you come across new money, uh, typically will tell you if you've, uh, in heading in the right direction, of making decisions about your, your funds. If your if your immediate reaction is almost, you know, I'm going to, you know, spend it immediately, then that's probably how you'll continue to operate and more likely will not improve your financial situation. You know, so what, what, ex, what expense does, or to what expense does living the YOLO mentality or lifestyle creep come with? You know, most people who are not investing uh, most people, I should say, who are doing this, they're probably not investing in a retirement account. Um, they probably do have a 401k in their job, but they probably don't know how much they're contributing or they may be contributing a very small amount because they want to have more money in their paycheck. Um, most of these people probably do not have uh, an established emergency fund. So if something were to happen um, that was unexpected, they would probably end up having to charge it or, or borrow money. Okay. Um, so again, living that, that kind of, uh, lifestyle where you're just spending as you get more money, um, may allow you to buy more things, but it doesn't set you up for a uh, financial freedom situation. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. Um, you know, that's, that's the, the topic for today. You know, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, if you enjoy today's session, you know, I'd appreciate you giving me a positive rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Um, it does help me get my message out to more users on how to improve their financial literacy. Um, and for more information about uh, Behavioral Wealth Consulting Services, please visit my website at behavioralwealthconsulting.com. And also, if you'd like to hear about a specific topic on future episodes, 
uh, please email me at behavioralwealthconsulting at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast. For more information on how we can help you design an effective financial strategy through behavioral changes, visit us at behavioralwealthconsulting.com.